Okay. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Wa alaikum salam. How's things, Subur? Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Can I get a cheeky handshake? Yeah, you can, Mashallah. yeah. You got cold hands. Indeed. <laughs> Why did that get so awkward so quickly? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> MashaAllah. Brothers and sisters, Subur is a brother I've known for, MashaAllah, a, a long time actually. You got to see me at my prime. Prime? When was, was that a, your prime? Was it when I was a young child? Your primes to come, inshallah. I mean, that so, was, you were, you were, you know. A, a young adult at the time, I guess Adolescent, <laughs> what they called them You know, yeah. you were like I think when you came in the office, you were 14? 14, 15, yeah probably. How old are you now? I'm 22 22 yeah. So in 2010, you would have been uh, Here's your math skills coming up Yeah, you could see how bad they are Something like 13, yeah Yeah, 14, 15, yeah. probably I don't know But anyway, Alhamdulillah We've actually travelled abroad together Yeah We've travelled abroad together There's a lot of things That you guys don't know about Subur That by the end of the episode You're going to find out Very interesting things Like what he's studying at uni I mean, we're going to get into that But before we do I think you said interesting things But anyway Yeah, yeah, yeah That's a good one That's 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 true But um, we actually had the privilege Of travelling abroad together Yeah Where did we go? We went uh, Malawi Malawi, Africa that trip was uh, classic. It was, it was classic. Was that your first time in Africa? Cause it, it was. was it it was, was. And if you remember, I went to. Uh, we met up in Ethiopia. Yes. So did we? Yeah. No. So we no, no. 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 And we flew together. Me, you, Adnan flew together. But then we met Ali Bishara and another Sheikh from Bahrain. Yes. We met them in. I still remember. You know how you have images in your mind. I still remember where we met them in the airport. There was like windows. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Subhanallah. Yeah. So then we met them, and then I bought that weird Ethiopian shirt. Yeah. And then I think Adnan or one of them was claiming it's a woman's shirt, and I was wearing. Do you remember? Was I it was like wearing, a dashiki? What was that? Like like the the um colored colored shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I like yeah. those, man. Yeah, yeah. Very, I had one. It ripped. But um, they're very nice to go sleep in. Anyway, anyway, continuing on the conversation <laughs> before we take it somewhere else. Um, we got to Malawi. How did you find Africa? Because that was your first time. That was my first Africa time. Africa was, you know, you always hear people talking about this thing in Africa, that thing in Africa. The the word I would come back with, with Africa is spiritual. It's a very spiritual place. I mean, when you go there, people are so friendly. Mm. Everyone believes in God. You don't have to come across those atheists. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's like, you know. It was contrary to a lot of stereotypes on Africa. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the first stereotype is that Africa is Africa in the sense that there's one monolithic group. They're all the same. When you travel... In the same country, from one city to another, or one, say, the north to the south, people are, like, different. There's also this thing, like, be careful, it's really dangerous. And yeah. I mean, I, I, like I live in Halston, so compared to that, Malawi was really safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. One of the things that happened on the trip was um, you nearly got drowned. Yeah, well, I didn't... Drowning would mean, you know... Well, I was trying to get someone was trying to kill me. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, we'll find out while we're laughing about this. Actually. Uh, so, um, basically, you know, in the trip, you have an Amir. Yeah. And so the Amir was Adnan. Which is my now, dad. Yeah. yeah. So, with Adnan and me, because we're friends, like longtime friends and stuff, having your friend as your Amir is always going to be problematic because you're like, bro, what are you doing, man? What's yeah. this for? Why do you wake up late? What happened here? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, one day I was just like really cheesing him off and I was like, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. How could you do that? Waste of money. Blah, 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 blah. Just going off. I don't remember what about it. Yeah? And then, you know, we were just like, 
fighting each other we fight each other bedroom we'll get to that in a second where you know again i was tortured let's put it that way <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, another one was um uh, the drowning uh, that you know uh let's do the it, tortured first so because right. that was before all right so yeah. basically the first torture was because we went on a budget all of us were sleeping in one room yeah and if you remember it's a double bed where i was sleeping in the middle and your dad was sleeping on the other side and you were sleeping in the other side <laughs> so you were basically the <laughs> toppings in the sandwich already it was uncomfortable yeah, yeah. No, i'm there i wasn't really comfortable because i knew you guys but yeah. um but it was uncomfortable from the perspective that i did loads of things to cheese of adnan yeah and then he would take his revenge when the door was shut when it's late at night and if you remember when, we, when the fighting was going on Once somebody ran, came in they, yeah. they thought someone was getting killed <laughs> do you remember that Achy, i just remembered the way he was screaming yeah like is like I can't even de- de- describe it because headphone words are going to go crazy. Yeah? But <laughs> like a, wa- a wild pig being uh, like, sacrificed. Like, <laughs> like that literally. Yeah? Well, not quite. But like, yeah. Well, you know, what? like screams, <laughs> screams, bro. Yeah. So they came and knocked on our door. They thought like someone's getting abused or something. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, what's going on? Is something okay? Yeah. And we opened the door and it's Sabur standing <laughs> Every different three guys. Why are these noises coming out of here? But anyway, what ends up happening is my dad was torturing Subur. So Subur runs into the toilet for refuge and he I grabs remember. me and I'm in the toilet with you're him. He the hostage, the you're the hostage. He took like- me hostage. And I'm a kid now. Like, uh, what am I going to do? You're grown, a grown adult. You get. So <laughs> what happens is I, I look around. I'm like, there's one thing my dad does as well. My dad always looks around, you know, to use things. For weapons. Yeah? yeah, for weapons, for weaponry, yeah. So look around. Obviously, weapon, we're talking in a joke sense, yeah. So we look around. For the benefit of the tape. Exactly. We look around and <clears throat> there's water. There's like a tap. So I'm like, you know what? I pick up the mug, fill it with hot water. And I'm looking at Sabu. Sabu, I don't think you still knew what I was going to do with that. <laughs> I threw it on him and he started screaming. <laughs> Because it, bo- it, it was boiling. hot. It was so hot that water. And in Malawi, it's hot. Uh, like uh, like a Iceland, like originally, like it's hot yeah. in Malawi. But yeah, man, it was so funny. Moving yeah. on from that, and that's just like at the hotel. Then also, Adnan tried to drown me at the beach. Yes, getting to the beach. Yeah, it was. It was obviously as a joke. Like we were just pushing him down. And so it was really, Lake Malawi was beautiful, man. Yeah, Lake Malawi yeah. was beautiful. The place is beautiful and the, the thing is that if you remember we had those hotel rooms which were next to the sea. Yeah. And then the, Oh the no, lake, no the, the lake. Yeah. We stayed there as yes, well. Yes, 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 and, yes. And yes. basically it's like when you look out like if I was to look out my window, uh, I'd, I'd see like a guy, especially knowing Halsden, some guy might be talking to a lamppost, yeah. Like people are drunk out of their heads, but Malawi you look out the window and it's like a lake and it's like the sun it's, it's like, like you're in like Jannah man it's amazing yeah it's like that's what you'd think yeah. but obviously we can't imagine Jannah yeah. going forward now subhanAllah Subur is someone <laughs> Subur is someone who's been involved in the da'wah for a number of years now mashallah um, you started off uh, on a very if I can say you know basic level giving yep. da'wah teaching etc etc um, after that thereafter you chose to pursue education um, of course for the da'wah for the sake of Allah um, what did you choose to study? Uh, philosophy, um, in particular philosophy of biology, and I took modules in evolution and human nature. Uh, <laughs> so the reason I'm laughing is, what on earth triggers a Pakistani? What did your family think of that? Actually, I don't think a lot of people in my family know yet. 
Okay. Um, Good. Unless they, unless they listen to Rerouted, which is the best new podcast starting in 2019. Come on. Nice plug. Hopefully, I'm going to get some money after this. So, um, no, no. What was that? Oh, yeah, you guys are on a budget for that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, just buy me a cheeseburger afterwards. Okay. So, uh, what, what was I talking about again? You going to uni? Yes. Yeah. So basically, what it was is that, firstly, I liked studying philosophy anyway. Okay. Now, before the... What you know, is philosophy? Like, break it down for someone. Okay, so... F- you see, it's hard to define sometimes because that's also a philosophical problem. <laughs> like, what's philosophy? <laughs> Basically, it, it's kind of what you imagine. It's just kind of like, okay, let's try and reason about this. Let's try and reason about that. Let's try and find out if this thing is true. What does truth mean? And Is you know, philosophy basically the questioning of an idea? It's questioning of sometimes how you question. Okay. So and it's it's, it's it, so you, you know and I think it's important here to sort of uh, clarify that uh, you know when sometimes Muslims hear philosophy, what do they think? You know, they they have this negative perception that yeah. oh, it's like so. Is it not negative? It doesn't have to be. So okay. what I would say is that a a person who knows their Islamic foundation, they know the aqidah, they know first principles, they know Islamic understanding. Uh, of our you know epistemology which is known as the theory of knowledge so basically when someone's grounded and they go in that's different to some guy who's like spotty teenager decides to study philosophy and then comes out all confused so what does th- he have to be spotty for he's a teenager acne and all that you know oh, you went okay. through that about two years ago right i didn't have acne never okay, but you know you know what i mean all, all, the, say it now. all the teenager problems i mean this podcast yeah. can go out to a few thousand people so i'm sure you don't elaborate on your well, how you know can, that problem how can you slap we talk a about few that? thousand people mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for hundreds, on, hundreds of thousands. Inshallah, man. Go on. You know, at the well, at the moment, there's only two people in a gin, but in the future, you know, there's gonna be a lot more people <laughs> watching this show. But yeah. let, let's get back to yeah, let's why back we're to studying, it. right? So, with me, I wanted to study philosophy from a perspective of understanding the philosophy of science, understanding why e- evolutionary theory. Why, why did you want to understand okay. evolution, philosophy? Why, okay, why? so the thing is, when we're giving dawah, right, we're trying to convey people. Uh, Convey the message of Islam Now one of the things Which used to come up Which came up like a Trump card Which came up Like a get out of jail card Which is that Oh evolution Sometimes people Just used to say that They didn't even bother Explaining what they're saying Yeah Now I had an interest In evolutionary theory From before this Before I started studying Formally But then I was kind of like Do you know what This is used As a weapon Against God So it's better for us as Muslims, rather than just hearing about this particular theory, to understand it at a really powerful academic level, so that if somebody asks us, we can at least give them an Islamic perspective. It can't just be like, oh, by the way, there's this uh, this video online which is about conspiracy theories and about why evolution's fake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You want to do something that's academically strong, so that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to do it. So you wanted to basically. It want, you want you done it with the uh, in in the effort that it's going to aid you in the dawah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people bring this up. It's an atheistic idea, right? See, this is this is the thing, Musa. Right, that that's what I thought. People always associate yeah, evolution exactly. with atheism. It, it's kind of like this: you associate Islam with biryani. Yeah. Okay. In the UK, at least. I mean, for <laughs> anybody who's listening in North America, they're be like biryani. What's biryani? But anyway, so they're going to think like Islam is linked to curries, or Islam is linked to. Some, a certain dress even. A certain dress Or mm. um, The dome or You know there's certain things That people are like well, This is associated with that Now with atheism There's an automatic association With Darwin 
just automatic yeah okay and when i w- started studying evolutionary theory i realized there was no link it was the same really? link actually there was a link and the link was the same as being part of um, the collecting stamps club in north luton and being a serial killer there's like no link there's like a completely disjointed kind of uh, feels there was nothing in evolutionary theory that would lead a person to say do you know what there's no god because this is what's really interesting musa right darwin himself said in my wildest fluctuations i was never an atheist hmm. and he also said that wow. it would be absurd to think that someone can't be an evolutionist and can't be a theist he says it's absurd oh. so this this link that they try and make if you study science you're going to become an atheist because evolution that's where it proves so, well, so i realize it's false so bro i want you to dumb it down for us okay evolution how would you as someone who's studying these sort of topics at a high level in university how would you define evolution for a person who's just heard it they've probably heard it before but let's be honest bro people hear, hear words all the time yeah. but they don't necessarily always know what it means i i assume if someone was to mention to some muslims evolution they just think oh we came from monkeys yeah. that's what it means yeah. so what's okay. evolution so the thing do is we believe in it as well okay yeah yeah so we could do that next right so the first thing is i can give a sort of academic understanding of it but the problem is that when you go to the popular level it's it, it has many different meanings and even sometimes within academia it's used in the same way it's used at a popular level so it gets very confusing but let me just explain it in the way evolution was understood before darwin okay. now as soon as you hear wait wait hang on a second i thought darwin came up with evolution yeah. when you hear evolution as a concept existed before darwin automatically you get this red flag you're like oh, what's going on here right so evolution before darwin meant that there's biological change over time and evolution was written about philosophized about theorized about for approximately 3000 years so it's been a well understood and philosophized idea for a very long time okay darwin came along and he developed something different which is known as darwinian evolution okay so evolution simply means biological change over time what's darwin's so darwin's is different So okay. evolution has a very very basic understanding which is that biological change over time. Okay. That's not theologically dangerous. You know, that's not something which people are going to be like, "Oh my god, you know, what what kind of anti-god idea is this?" Yeah. Darwinian evolution is a idea that all of life going back goes back to a single organism, a single beginning, and it's called the tree of life. So from that first cell, all of life me you the camera guy lady gaga we all related right all human beings all animals all elephants everything the second idea is that this happened through a, a natural process known as natural selection so these are the darwin's idea these are this is darwin's idea that all of life has one common origin and two this happened via this blind mechanical force known as natural selection now What happened was after Darwin his idea wasn't atheistic okay. and he in fact wrote himself that I didn't intend to write atheistically there's nothing that that's there that's saying there's no god people after Darwin turned it into a anti-god idea and even while he was alive it was being used as a anti-god idea okay okay so basically darwinian evolution puts 
things in the beginning of time. Is that what the difference is? It's a history of evolution. Okay. It's a particular history of evolution. Okay. And it's also that it's like before him, yeah. Darwin, and even after Darwin. In fact, some of Darwin's friends, like Asa Gray, uh, he was a Harvard University professor, I believe. Um, they believed there was this, like, God guiding the process of evolution, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, Darwin's theory is very mechanical. It's not God. It's natural selection. Oh, he believes right? like it's just nature. It's just nature, okay. right? So that's why where the atheists like. They, they, that's, like that, that's where they. That's where they. Uh, that's where they hijack that understanding, and they, and they and, say we don't need God, and they say we don't need God because what what Darwin was basically saying was this, right? And he's explicit about this, that you got this natural theory, yeah. But technically, some uh, somebody could believe that God created the universe and natural forces are operating and these natural forces lead to this process. So he didn't see it contradicting God, but he didn't also at the same time believe that I need to invoke God. Now, that's a very subtle point, but atheists just hijacked it and said, no, it's an atheistic theory and it just went wild. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you an example, right? There's a guy who wrote a review of Darwin's uh, book, The Origin of Species, yeah. when it came out. And this guy believed in God. And Darwin's idea conflicted with the idea of biblical creation of Islam or Islamic creation that, you know, you have the first man which yeah. was created, uh, which is Adam. And that man doesn't is not linked to anything else in nature. Yeah. So this uh, so, 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 so mm. this particular uh, theist he wrote a review of Darwin's Origin of Species and he said that the idea that God created everything separately, like created tigers separately to whales and whatnot and humans, and the idea that God created one life which evolved into everything else, which is Darwin's idea, he said both these ideas are just as noble. They're just as noble for God. God can either do this or that. God is still, you know, a majestic He's creator. Still God, yeah. yeah. Darwin was so impressed by that review of that religious person, he took it and he inserted it in his second edition of The Origin of Species. No way. That shows he, he did not... He wasn't not, atheistic. No, he wasn't. He wasn't like this Richard Dawkins type of atheist. In fact, if you pick up Richard Dawkins' uh, 1980s book, The Blind Watchmaker, and at that time, I think you were minus 10 years old, right? When that book came yeah. out, it was the main evolutionary, uh, main popular evolutionary book in the world in terms of popular understanding of evolution, right? A okay. popular science book. In that book, here's what he says. Darwin allowed us to be intellectually satisfied atheists. So even as long ago as 1980s, right? It was getting misconstrued. It was getting misconstrued. But funnily mm. enough, and this is really interesting, right, Musa? Before we get into whether we believe it or not, we can cover that near the end. Let's go back to 1927. That's around the time that Adnan was born. <laughs> so, um, 1927, yeah. right? So, 1927, you have a book published, which is actually on that shelf, which I'll show you after the show. Okay. There's a book published by an atheist, hardcore militant atheist biologist, who is also a philosopher. This guy hated religion, hated from the perspective, Maybe hated a bit of a strong term, but wanted to get rid of religion. That was clear. Okay. And he was somebody who wanted to spread atheism and spread evolutionary theory. And he wrote a book called Religion Without Revelation. 
religion without revelation. Okay. Meaning they have something like a system which exists which doesn't have doesn't come from God. It's a man-made religion. Yeah. And he wanted this man-made religion which he called evolutionary humanism. He wanted and he predicted that that is the future religion of mankind, not Islam or Christianity, evolutionary humanism. So that's the religion without revelation, evolutionary humanism. His name was Julian Huxley, and he was the first president of UNESCO. Okay. United Nations Educational, Scientific uh, and Cultural Organization, right? UNESCO. It's a very powerful position from which he can propagate that propaganda. And his mind, he had a very clear strategy. Bring people to a scientific understanding of the world, bring people to a Darwinian understanding of the world, and they will become atheists. And that was his agenda. Yeah. He was a very prominent biologist. In fact, if you Google his name, you know, you'll see how important he was. And he was somebody who was directly, as back as as far as back as 1920s, directly making a link between atheism and evolution, and directly saying this is how we're going to evangelize the world. Julian right? Huxley. Julian Huxley, yeah. Mm. So this whole idea uh, is being hijacked by yeah. atheists, and this whole idea has been used as a weapon against religious people. When it doesn't, of course, there's parts of the theory which contradicts Islam. Interesting. But it's it's not in of itself an atheistic theory. That's some deep stuff right there, bro. That's some really, really deep stuff. So I think the question that many of our Muslim brothers and sisters are wondering, who are listening, maybe some of our non-Muslim friends as well, who are wondering is, does this coincide or can it coincide with our beliefs as Muslims? Okay. Evolution. Do we believe in it as Muslims? Okay. So we just need to step back. A few steps before we answer that question Anything in science There may be times that something in a scientific journal Or a scientific theory or scientific conclusion yeah. It may contradict Islam And there may be things which confirm with Islam So right? what do you do then? Exactly, what do you do? Now, I'm going to give a general point And then we'll home into evolution Okay. Right. A general point is this We have reasons why we believe the Quran is the word of God Yes, We have separate, and you guys are going to do episodes on that, God willing, you know, on this issue, why Quran is true, this issue, why the Prophet, peace be upon him, is a true messenger of God. So you have evidence for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, of course, have evidence on the other side, too. Now, when you have two pieces of evidence which contradict, they both can't be true. So what we as Muslims believe is that science is a source of knowledge, yeah. but at best, it's not going to give you concrete, absolute knowledge. Quran is a source of knowledge which we know with certainty is absolute and true. Now, there may be times in which the Quran confirms science. There may be times in which the Quran contradicts what science is saying. As long as we understand that the reality is God's word and God's world, which science tries to discover, in reality we know they can't contradict because God revealed the Quran yeah. and God also revealed not re revealed so he created the world the world yeah so the Quran is God's word yeah but the, wor the, the world is also God's word because yeah. God said be and it is yeah so we know that that contradiction must be internal it's not out there in reality so 
something's being misunderstood somewhere. Yeah, so something. there's a yeah. there's a really good example, which is a case in point, right? Okay. Me and you, we are sitting here. We but are. Let, but let's go back 60 years. Just 60 years. I wasn't here. Yeah. So imagine we... Were you, were we, you here? <laughs> imagine <laughs> we go back okay. 60 years, 70 years, yeah. and we're both sitting down and we're actually doing a radio show instead of this podcast. Now, at this time, the world has a cons- the, sorry the, the scientific world has a consensus it has a consensus on the idea that the universe is eternal meaning the universe has no beginning and no end okay and this is what physicists believed that was consensus that was a consensus so they yeah. believed with certainty that the universe is eternal this was known as the static state theory or model right uh, yeah, yeah. now what basically happened is this that idea completely contradicts the Qur'an because that idea says the universe has no beginning and in the Qur'an it's clear the universe has a beginning. Allah is the one that... Allah is the one who created the universe, yeah. right? So according to that, Doesn't the, the universe always existed. Yeah. So it, that's that's a much stronger argument against God than evolution was because the universe has always been here so there's no need for God. Okay. Right? Evolution, even, the, even evolutionists would say there was a beginning, right? Yeah. But with the universe there's no beginning. Like so, the most direct you can imagine contradiction between the Quran and science is, is not evolution. Is actually what happened about seventy years ago. Okay, because there's a direct contradiction. So then, what happened? After a few decades, we discovered that the Big Bang model makes more sense of the data because new data came, and the scientific world then changed its mind that the universe actually has a beginning. Wow! Now, just like that. Ju- yeah, I mean, it took a long time. I mean, some of the scientists were not happy with it and it took a long time. Especially what's interesting is the Soviet scientists, yeah. the communist scientists, yeah. they didn't like it because it was an idea which was giving more air to religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So they were the like the least likely to accept it. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a contradiction in the Quran, which later on is no longer a contradiction. Now, why did yeah. this happen? Because what science, the way science works is this. Me and you are scientists and we're, we're, we're scientists and we're trying to work out what is the color of swans. We're like, that swan's white, that swan's white, that swan's white. We've seen 500 swans. Okay. So we come up with the theory, all swans are white. white. In the future, we may discover a black, a black swan. swan. Mm. Therefore, our previous theory, all swans are white, goes out the window. Down the bin. Yep. In the bin. So, in science, you can always have a new, con- new observation yeah. which can challenge your previous theory. And that's why science isn't reliable as something individually. I wouldn't say not reliable. I would say that's, that's why it's beautiful. Because it can always change its conclusions. Okay. Yeah. It's not something which I've made. A, I, I as a scientist I have see, made a conclusion yeah. and I'm going to stick to it forever. I think I see where you're going here. Is where you're going. Science can always be changed. And yep. it's always changing based on discovery, research, etc, etc, etc. But Islam is not going to change. Yes, but also something else which I was adding is that by looking at science, yeah. we look at it has weight because of these reasons. Okay. We look at the Quran and it has weight because of these reasons. Yeah. So when we come across what looks like a contradiction, either we've misunderstood the Quran or we've misunderstood science, or actually no, those are the two possibilities. Either we misunderstood the Quran or we misunderstood science. So we need to look at it like this. The Quran has weight. And so does scientific conclusions. But 
the Quran as a, a as a book, we know that certain things that it says it may contradict science today, but maybe perhaps in 100, 200, 500 years time, science will revise its conclusions and that will be more in line with the Quran. Yeah. It's not necessary that's going to happen in the future. And this is why it's very important that if we understand the rhetoric, the rhetoric behind evolutionary theory at a popular level yeah. and at an academic level is totally different. When it came to, say, the universe having no beginning, yeah. there was a very clear, powerful reason for that according to the scientific data. Later on, we discovered it was wrong. With evolutionary theory, the way that we are taught it in schools, in textbooks, by popular writers like Richard Dawkins is it's as true as the shape of the earth. It's as true as there's a table in front of me. What's interesting, Musa, is when you go and look at it academically, they believe it's not as true as that. They believe it's based on a probabilistic framework mm. and it has assumptions and there are disputes about its core ideas. Ah, uh, okay. Within the, within, and these aren't mm. within religious circles. These are within secular academic circles okay so there's a big and the question we need to ask is why is there such a big difference between the public understanding and the academic understanding so let me give you an example right uh victor stenger famous militant atheist who passed away a few years ago he said the prospect that darwin's broad theory of natural selection is going to get changed in the future is just as likely as us finding out the earth is really flat like it's never going to happen. That's the level, and this he's a popular science writer, and he gave lectures and talks, and he debates, yeah. like he debated like William and Craig and other sort of famous theists. So you have um, this popular rhetoric from these atheists who are saying it's as true as this, it's as true as that, and at the same time, academically, they know that's not the case. Mm, in okay. fact, in fact. Richard Dawkins, although he misrepresents Darwin's theory a lot, he himself, in a book called A Devil's Chaplain, he says this. He says, we must acknowledge... Acknowledge. We must acknowledge that future findings may cause us to disregard Darwinism or modify it beyond recognition. So even he himself admits, in the future... New facts may come to light that we have to discard Darwinism. Now, when you have this type of admission from um, people who publicly they treat they're talking about the theory like it's I don't know uh, as true as the shape of the earth. You know, the question has to be asked: What's going on? Why is there so much propaganda? Why is there a big difference between the public and the academic understanding? Interesting. It's interesting, bro. I think you blew everyone away. Like, there's a lot of information there to take in. I want to actually ask you a question as someone who studied science and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny question, yeah? What do you think of the Flat Earth Society? <laughs> Have yeah. you come across them? Do you know, do you know, uh, uh, there's, there's crazy things, right? There's this thing on YouTube about a guy. He's like sending up a rocket and it goes up and up and up and up and then it hits some sort of ceiling and he's like, oh, I discovered a ceiling. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon, this is, these are just my thoughts, right? That, Do you think the earth is flat? No, no, no. I, I, I don't think the earth is flat, but I really think that... Thank God for that. We, we live in a world <laughs> yeah. where it's kind of like truth doesn't matter anymore. 
to people. It's what's popular. Mm. So everyone can come together and just say something bizarre. That's true, man. Yeah. And because everyone's saying it, it's like, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's like this whole flat earth society, bro. You know, they like, they're very strong now. I know. I know. Very strong, bro. Like if, if, if you go on one of the forums and you, and like you, you start saying otherwise. Yeah. Bro, they will slate you, man. Not like, only that, bro. You have people who deny the climate change. Hmm. People who deny the moon landing. You know, people. At, at the end of the day, you know, everyone has their own views. Every, every. Well, no, the, <laughs> the, the the thing about the thing about um, the scientific world, right, yeah. is you will not find these sort of discussions there, like flat Earth and you know these what, sort of things. What's about. the funniest thing you've come across, like in all of your like? What's the funniest, most bizarre like thing when you heard this? You were like, what? Where, where did you come up with this from? Um, like theory or I don't know. Um, okay, I found something like really, really funny, right? Yeah. So I was reading about because a friend, uh, uh, there's a friend uh, who helps me out a lot with Darwin's um, research on Darwinism and stuff. Okay. And he likes reading history books. He's based up in Manchester and stuff. So mm. he, he he sometimes sends me really funny stuff. And the funniest thing he sent me once <laughs> was Darwin talking about Hurulain. What? Yeah, I know it's really strange, right? So, basically, <laughs> when Darwin was <laughs> wait, wait, can you please clarify Hurul Ain for us, please? Sorry, Hurul Ain. How are you going to translate uh, this? Uh, um, Let's see how he translates uh, okay, it. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, okay, Look, he's struggling, Do guys. You, why are you getting excited? <laughs> <laughs> so, Hurul Ain, uh, you know, the trigger word for Musa to get excited. But basically, uh, the the woman of paradise, I right? Can't deny it. The woman of paradise, which are supposed to be. Um, in in the Islamic tradition, the most unspeakably amazing creation in terms of uh, uh, that that'll attract men, right? So it's mm. like a reward for the men in paradise, and it's the sort of thing that you know, if if, if I was to you know, uh, you know, if somebody when, when they want to when they want to challenge Islam, they're like, you know, you have those virgins in paradise, I and mean, it's a very famous, well known thing, yeah, that. You know, okay. Islam has this uh, concept of these beautiful women in paradise, right? So um, Darwin, uh, when he was younger, he really like was fond of some like uh, some girls who were like his his obviously his age. He was like a teenager at the time, or I can't imagine older. Darwin yeah, as a kid, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he must have been at some point. <laughs> you know what? Because all the pictures you see of Darwin, like he's got beard, he's like bald. He's bald like that. <laughs> He's born like that. Yeah. Anyway, so Darwin was be- like da- Darwin was basically because yeah. um, he was a Victorian, and you know they were well read and stuff. And okay. they they heard about Islam, and they obviously heard, you know, the East was always seen as this crazy land of um, stories and Aladdin and flying carpets and and beautiful women in those in like niqab, like you know Bulkaz, that, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So anyway, Darwin. Was comparing some <laughs> some some beautiful girls that he saw in his uh, younger years. He was yeah. comparing them in his writings to Hurulain. Really? Yeah. So he knew about Islam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, he knew about Hurulain. I don't know if he knew about Islam, <laughs> but he he did actually. Uh, yeah, he did actually write about that. That's very funny. That's that really interesting, isn't that it? That is funny. <laughs> that is funny. You know, I want to put this as a clip on YouTube. I want to put this on, as a clip on on my YouTube channel. Charles Darwin <laughs> talking about Hurulain. <laughs> That's you can't make this man. up. That's bizarre. Yeah, you can't make. That I actually up. did. That was. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I didn't make it up. 
Yeah, there's references for this, yeah. So were Charles Darwin and Charles Dickens from the same period? I think this is a good uh, segue to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be studying history, bro. I'm joking, bro. It's a joke. They both called Charles Darwin Dickens. It's a joke, guys. Come on. Okay. I think you're serious there, but yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. So well, how, how, how's, hi- how's history going? I was kind of being serious. Like, if they're from the same period, but okay. No, history's going good, man. History's going good. I can see that. You, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know what the thing with history is, yeah? When you study history, people automatically think or expect you to know all of history. But they don't understand, like, you do it in phases. Like me asking you about World War... Like, 19... What happened in 1920s, and then you claim World War Two took place. I was like, what? Anyway. You know what it is, yeah? For example, now, before the show, Subur asked me about World War Two and when it happened. I know it's a big event. I know. No, I, I asked yeah. you what happened in 1927. Yeah. And I said World War Two. Yeah. yeah. It was just a guess. I know World <laughs> War I know World War One happened in 1914. Yeah. Well, you want a Blue Peter badge? I, I, I know it happened in 1914. Look, in my defense, okay, bro, I just started studying history. And also... My, come on bro You're embarrassing me now Imagine me in five years I'm a big like Let's say I'm a big historian And then someone pulls this clip out This guy didn't even know What World War II was <laughs> This guy's a joke No but your, your answer Is actually good Which is that People study Niches Different And, and you, yeah. you're studying Like Greco-Roman and Yeah I'm studying like uh, Roman history Greek history And medieval history So I'm not at the early Modern well, period people evil back then Wait, medieval. You said Bro, medieval. Romans have some really interesting stuff about them. You know, Romans have some really really interesting stuff. Like for example, now, do you know that Romans people people correlate Greeks and Romans? Yeah. Have you ever come across that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're yeah, not the yeah, same yeah, yeah. at all. In the Romans fact, conquered them. Yeah. Yeah. When the Romans came from Rome and around Italy, they came. Well, Italy. Well, when they went to Greece, the Greeks hated them. Yeah, the Greeks absolutely hate. There's them. a story about this guy Archimedes or something. He's doing yeah. something at the beach. He's, he like because they were really intelligent. Okay. The Romans were like brutes. Yeah, the Romans. You see, something the, like this. The Romans were heavily inspired by the Greeks. Heavily inspired after conquering them. After conquering them, it's like kind of like Islam and Persia. Yeah. So, so the one thing the Romans would do is that was that was different is when they would go into an area, they would see is it urban. Or is it like suburban? Is it like is it like marshland? If it was marshland, what they would do is they would bring their own culture there. But one thing they like doing is when they would conquer areas, they would adopt the area's culture if it already had a culture. So, for example, when the Romans went, Julius Caesar he went to Gaul, um, which is uh, I think near France. It's in, it's France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. France, basically France, and I know because when you're when you're studying it, they don't actually they, they don't actually tell you this is France. They tell you it from the the, the term it was known as back then. You get so he went to Gaul and like they they do it like that. Um, so he went to Gaul and from Gaul he could actually he literally saw Dover. Julius Caesar, no way. he saw Dover, bro. Sixty-five he kilometers. Saw, he said no. Nah, so he saw Dover. There. No, he was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. So they got the boats. They went. They're going to Dover. They're making their way. They get to Dover. He gets kicked out. He gets kicked out. He's like, you know what? It's it's not even that he got kicked out. It was he didn't want to go further. He didn't want to go further. And the Romans, uh, there's even reports of Roman soldiers really, really disliking um, UK as a whole. They were not used to the foggy weather. They're coming from Italy. They weren't used to the foggy weather, cold weather. They hated it. When they got to Gaul, an example I wanted to give you of them taking cultures over is they never... Have you ever seen Romans being depicted as wearing trousers? 
No, they were wearing these like, this metal. Toga. It's yeah, yeah, toga. yeah, 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 yeah. So what they would wear, wear it's called a toga. So yeah, it's yeah. like what you. I can imagine you get very cold in that. So when they got to goal, bro, they were like, "This is not working. <laughs> this is not working. We can't wear this fucking around. We're gonna freeze." Yeah. So they started uh, incorporating. They started wearing the toga with. Kind of like a shalwar type thing Like oh, okay. a three quarter Shalwar is like what we wear as Asians and Arabs They wear it like underneath some of their garments So it's like a three quarters Let's say three quarters Yeah which they looks started, like a parachute thing Yeah well, but, but It's quite baggy Yeah it's baggy But with this They, they started incorporating that into their dress No way When they went Greece bro And I'm giving like a long lecture But when they went Greece One of the things that they done is They loved Greek culture They loved it From the inscriptions to the way the people were And the Greeks hated them that's the thing. So what they started doing is, they incorporated uh, Greek culture within Roman culture. So, the, for example, the first emperor of Rome was Augustus, um, and that's where like the month August comes from. Ju- July comes from Julius Caesar. They got all of this stuff going on. Augustus actually, before he became emperor of Rome, he was called Octavian. He was called Octavian. So when he became emperor, they they called him. Uh, Augustus So Augustus now One of the things that he done is He built like an altar This is like going really There's a lot of context The Greeks would use altars to sacrifice on top of So they would climb up and they would sacrifice For their gods You know animals and stuff like that So when Augustus built his altar um, It was called Arapakis That's what it was called Arapakis yeah He built it in the style of the Romans I mean the Greeks sorry so like they had this strong influence of Greeks. Mm. There's even depictions of Romans holding like olive branches and stuff. So they love that sort of stuff. That's why even me, baiting myself out a little bit more on my lack of knowledge before studying the topic. Bro, I thought Greek and Roman is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very common I, misconception. I yeah. When I went into the, into the class, they're like, oh yeah. They didn't even clarify it. So I was like, oh wow. I realized it like after some time. I was like, these people are different, completely different. The Greeks were one thing, Romans were another. But yeah, man. Bro, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you, man. <laughs> after, after the show, I'm going to tell you the name of the woman that uh, uh, Darwin was describing as Uhuru Lane. So oh, I'm just waiting for that. Oh, there's a name of a woman? Yeah. Has she got like a Muslim name? No, but I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Okay. That's just a prize to help you wrap up the show quickly. Okay. Okay, no problem. Bro, Jazakallah khairan for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. We spoke about different topics. Alhamdulillah, evolution, all of that sort of stuff. Drowning. Um, drowning. This was a bit of a different <laughs> this was a bit of a different one because you actually really went in depth on a subject and I think it will benefit a lot of people yeah. with science, with the knowledge of science and evolution and stuff like that. So, bro, Jazakallah khairan for coming on. Brothers and sisters, this has been rerouted. I really hope you enjoyed this one. If you have any suggestions for us, for any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future, any, any, any guests you'd like us to get on the show, make sure you comment them down below. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, iERA. And we will see you very, very shortly. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace. Her name was. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put that on the show.